Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1-O-N-G with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of 902-1-O-M-G. <laughs> this, was a, this was a real OMG. This was a good episode. Today, I'm here with Amy Sugarman and uh, Tori is out. So we're going to fill in and do our best to um, give a good recap. So let's do this. Well, luckily, it was a big Kelly episode. Yeah, the, it had a lot of everybody. I felt like this was a pretty evenly distributed episode. Everybody had stuff to do. It was pretty, for me, like major Kelly because of the Kelly Dylan stuff, which I obviously loved and I have a lot of comments on. But can we please talk about the shower? Like, what do you remember? <laughs> okay, first, let's just do our little opening. Okay, let's do our recap. Uh, you're you're so excited. <laughs> Season three, episode nine, High Wire, aired September 23rd, 1992. And here's a little synopsis. 
College plans are on everyone's mind, especially in Andrea's dreams. The Walsh family makes financial decisions about Brenda and Brandon's future. Plus, Brenda wonders if her relationship with Dylan is destined to last with their different interests. David accidentally sees Kelly, Donna finds her true calling, and Steve tries to cheat his way to USC. Perfect episode right there. Written by Star Froman and Darren Starr, directed by Bethany Rooney. It was a 10 out of 10, other than the super lame high wire scenes. It was a 10 out of 10. Okay, so first of all, I was, let's just start from the beginning because we just can't jump all over. (laughs) It's just too good. Were you like, wait, who is in the shower? When it, when it started, were you like, who is that in the shower? Cause that's what I thought. Yes. And then it was a real, I mean, you were really showering. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about that because <laughs> <laughs> I'm where I'm sure I was wearing uh, men's underwear, like shorts and a bandeau on my boobs, right? Like a thing covering them. Yeah. And they built the shower set and they pump in hot water and they, th- to make it look like even hotter, they use like that dry ice smoke. So it looks like yeah, it's it skull, like really steamy. <laughs> yeah. But that was, it was so uncomfortable shooting that. I remember that was probably one of my first things that I had ever had to do like that, where I was supposed to be naked. Yeah. I mean, I, not only were you supposed to be naked, you're literally being drenched. <laughs> I like it when I spit the water out of my mouth, like <laughs> Like a fountain. I don't know what's happening with that. Who does that? I totally noticed that. Wait, but do you do that in the shower or do you like put some of the shower water like ah in your mouth and then like spit it out? No, but I occasionally do brush my teeth in the shower, which I think people think is really gross. No, you're you're saving time. That's called stacking. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that was not only were you like acting very well taking a shower it was like you were taking a full shower because you were dripping I think I was actually taking a full shower I am sure they saved that scene for the end of the day too because I was all wet and my hair and makeup was gone so I needed a shower and they provided me with one so thank you the whole thing I actually thought the whole gist of it was awesome Mm -hmm. like it was very real like realistic that okay this is your stepbrother he's comes into the shower and it was so funny it's like I've seen this episode 20 times because I remembered (laughs) every single oh my god get out of here I felt like it was going to be like a a horror movie like a slasher opening or something (laughs) she was going to get killed in the shower but that didn't happen all that happened was we got to see uh David walk uh, dancing down the hallway that was oh my god genius did they, were they like, just, just walk down the hallway and then open the door and he couldn't do it that way. He had to add in all the dance moves. That's what I was wondering. He was dancing so much it's that so all cute. I could think about was somebody knew this guy was going to be on Dancing with the Stars one day. Like he was. <laughs> no, nobody knew about Dancing with the Stars then. <laughs> I know, but it was so fortuitous. It was like, wow, this is amazing. So that made it even the scene even better because it was so like cheesy and nostalgic. He's like bebopping and mm-hmm. and obviously we're to get the point like he can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And they really put that in, in our, they really honed in on that. Uh-huh. This guy can't hear. <laughs> well, they, I, yeah, I showed a lot of skin in that scene. And I, I felt like, I was like, oh, wow, I miss those legs. Those oh, are good yeah. legs. You were really cute in this episode, uh-huh. but what do you, can you remember 
more like Brian coming in and the towel and all the direction that must have happened. I mean, that's horrifying. Okay. This, uh, I, uh, we're so young and I have to be naked in front of him, which (laughs) I wasn't really naked, but I was naked enough to be uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That was just not fun on any level, like the shower scene and the being found out scene, but it was good. It looked good. It was, it was so good. And it was such a great open to the episode. I had this weird moment where I'm like, is someone going to join her in the shower? No, that's not appropriate. And then I was (laughs) like, is it a dream? Hmm. It wasn't (laughs) a dream, but I'll tell you what was a dream. Andrea on a tightrope. Dude. (laughs) Who thought of that? Literally, I just said to Jenny, you guys, before we went on, was the episode like four minutes too short where they just had to put in this dumbass <laughs> tightrope? I didn't even, it's like, well, I, and, is, I, were they trying to show like, this is her dream? You know how everybody has a dream that they kind of go back to and it, it's either it's great or it's horrifying. Do you have any dreams like that that are sort of, they repeat? Y- Yeah, I never, I always didn't graduate from college. Like I'm always like having this recurring dream that I'm still in college and I didn't graduate and I don't speak Spanish and I have a Spanish final and like this whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Maybe this was Andrea's recurring nightmare. Like she's always walking the high wire. She's always like, you know, teetering on the edge of sanity or safety or something. I don't know. (laughs) And that poor outfit they put her in. Oh man, that, okay. First of all, that outfit was very familiar to me because I did a show called Circus of the Stars when I was young, like a 20 year old person. And those are the costumes they made you wear. Yeah. Circus of the Stars was incredible. And so was Battle of the Network Stars. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that one? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. Oh God. Did you have to do a tightrope? No, I did the flying trapeze. (laughs) Did they train you? Yeah. You trained for like, um, a couple of months and your hands are all bloody from the blisters and bruises months? everywhere. Yeah. It, it's intense. Cause they literally take you up this, you know, giant rising thing or to the platform, which is like a two by four in the middle of the air. And you are supposed to stand comfortably on that. And then when it's your turn <laughs> right, to in a bathing yeah, suit, it's like, your what? turn to go, you shout out listo, which means ready. <laughs> I'll never forget that word. Uh, and then you jump and, Hopefully someone catches you on the other side or you fall to your, to the net, which really burns when you hit that baby. Oh, I was wondering that. Did you do that during the height of 90210? I I think it was before. I I honestly don't know. Oh my God. But I know it was me and Mario Lopez and, um... What and was count? Mario Saved by the Bell era? This feels like it you must have it been. during 90210. It must have been, Yeah. I don't think they plucked Mario off Kids Incorporated to do that. Do you, do you remember that? He was, Maybe. He was the drummer on Kids Pretty cutie. But yeah. Oh my God. Wait, okay, wait. So I, okay, so do you want to know my reoccurring dream? Of course. My reoccurring dream is, um, I haven't had it in a while, but it, it's like when all of my teeth in my mouth start to crumble, <laughs> they're crumbling inside my mouth. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. My mouth. My that mouth. is a really common one. And, the, and then I open my mouth and they all just like trickle out. All my teeth just crumbs, oh. just come out. 
I've got to Google what the oh, meaning of that is because I've seen that it hurts. One. It hurts so bad to have that dream. You wake up, you'd be like, oh my God, that was terrible. It has a meaning because that's like a really, literally, I just typed in recurring dream and it Google came up with teeth falling out. <gasps> it's that common. Is it like a loss of um, power or like a frightening, like so I don't I know. I would say it's from your kids going to college. It says, this dream could indicate that you're dealing with some kind of loss, like an abrupt end to a relationship or job change. I but mean, I'm wondering yeah. if you having empty nest. No, this is, I've had it all my life. So, and I've, I've had what? so much like, you know, loss of my family and loss of my dad and so many traumatic things happened to me. So it must, that's what it is. And that. you must have, yeah, you have trauma and then it's just recurring, recurring, recurring. But the good news is I haven't had it for a while. So maybe I'm past it. That's actually even more fascinating that it stopped. Mm -hmm. Watch, I'll have it tonight, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wake up a little shook it, shook, shook up? Yeah. A little sweaty, crying. Oh, <gasps> no. It's very scary. I was making light of it and I apologize. This is not a last a night. I woke up. This is funny. Sorry. Going off last <laughs> night. I woke up and I, I was supposed to be at the uh, doctor's office at 6am. Right. So <laughs> I don't know the, the day after I was supposed to be at the doctor's office at 6am, I woke up and I was like, oh, it's 620. I'm supposed to be there at 6am, but I had already gone and done You'd everything. Yeah. And also my husband was like, and by the way, who's Richard? No. <laughs> Apparently I was calling out for Richard. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I sleep. Yeah. I don't Is know. Who, I don't know a Richard. Richard? Mm -mm. Okay. That's interesting. I know. Because I wouldn't kind of, if, if your husband, like, I don't even blame him for being a little like wiggy, like what? <laughs> what <is she> doing? <laughs> Sidebar. That is an interesting dream. Whereas Andrea's <sighs> so stupid. I think she that was, was my only part. I was like, she was really into it though, because there's some part of me that wants to say that Gab actually knew how to walk the high wire. Yeah. That and be. that is why it came about. I love Dylan in the Yale shirt on the other side. Did you notice that he's wearing the Yale t-shirt? Mm -hmm. And what about the, they, they did. So Dylan was there. Brandon was there and, and Gil Myers, Mr. Creepy was there. Mr. Creepy okay. teacher. Let me ask you how you're interpreting him. Is he like a great teacher or is it, are, are these students way too close with him? Huh. I don't know. I didn't. The only time you ever see him recently is in the newspaper office. Right. I don't know. I feel like I would not want him to be my teacher. I can't decide like if I was just a first time viewer, if he's the best teacher ever, or if it's like, it's weird for a teacher to say, call me Gil. Like, but I don't know if I have my 2020 eyes on it or my yeah. 2022 Or eyes. is it creepy when he said, I didn't know I had that effect on you. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just like Ew. bordering on like, what's going on? But then he kind of redeemed himself that he was kind of giving her tough love about Yale. And then he was so proud when she decided on her own so I was like oh like in the end of the episode I'm like no he's a great teacher hmm. I don't know I think it will reveal itself soon I'm hoping can I can I tell you my little tidbits I don't know if it's a tidbit it's like a little thing I just you have tidbits this, I have tidbits 
in the DJ booth uh-huh. and on your lockers are Los Angeles radio station stickers. Is it so KROQ or something? There's a, yep, there's a K-Rock sticker either on a locker or in the DJ booth. There's a 102.7 KISS FM sticker, which is iHeart. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, we're on iHeart and that's Ryan Seacrest. But that like was before iHeart, right? Wasn't it before? Oh yeah, there was no iHeart, but there was 102.7 KISS FM, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Ryan Seacrest. It was Rick Dees. Yes. Oh my God. And then there was a KLOS sticker, which is, another, <laughs> so, and they were the real stickers. So that was like very accurate. Like whoever did the set, got the radio station stickers and the real ones and mm-hmm. put them on the lockers and in the DJ. That's group. so cool. Well, I, they did a great job in the janitor's office as well, because, uh, I noticed a few, um, nudies on the wall. <laughs> did you see the like pinup girls in the, it, right there in the janitor's <laughs> office for everyone to see. Maybe you need to go in there and get like a mop We're or something. Have to and rewatch. I yeah. missed that. It's all naked gals on, uh, the old janitor's walls. And it was very subtle, but uh, Brandon says to Gil Myers, oh, you have season tickets to the Kings, Mm -hmm. which was accurate. The L.A. Kings are the L.A. hockey team. And obviously, Jason Priestley is such a big hockey player that I'm assuming they either wrote that line for him or he ad libbed it because that would what would make sense to him as Mm -hmm. opposed to being like, you got tickets to the Dodgers, you know, (laughs) the Lakers. So I was that this was for me an awesome episode other than the weird tightrope stuff because I actually like Nikki. Yeah, she's so cute. They're so cute together. Yeah. They're, they're like little dollies. They're perfect for one another. And she's got a very cool personality. Yeah, and she sort of seems to disarm Brandon, like bring him back down to the ground level, you know? Yeah. I love her style. So I'm Mm -hmm. always just like completely into it. I think she's so cute and she's very confident. Like she's like, Oh, cause I'm, I'm dating a senior. Like she hasn't, she's very confident Mm -hmm. and it's, it's cool. Yeah. She's cool. That's a cool character. Yeah. College counseling is kind of there's, they're all worried about college. So (laughs) I guess we're seniors going to go with that Uh, because we kind of skipped a year at some point of college, (laughs) I think, but uh, college counseling is a big deal, especially these days. Like you can't, like I have high school student. I've had two already go to college and one's about to, and there's, they, there's a big business around college counseling now. Have you heard about it? Oh my God. Big money. The glaring thing in the episode to me was that Steve Sanders was possibly going to go to USC. He, I mean, Mrs. Teasley says he's got a D average. He says he's got a C average. Uh, Mm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You'd have to have, you have to have like a 4.5 to go to USC now. Whereas I will admit in back 30 years ago, it was easier to get in there with Mm -hmm. C's, but that was really like, Oh, things have changed about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't I go to college. That, that played really realistically to me. All the conversations they were having, mm-hmm. those are very accurate conversations. Yeah. I only know that from my daughters, but you're tr- right. it's true. It's true. I, I did, uh, you know, feel that the moment that uh, Nikki and Jason were having in the hallway 
was a little intimate. Totally agree with you. It was like, really? That's a lot of making out for school. In the hallway. Some teacher is definitely going to tap you and be like, get to class. Do something. These these hooligans (laughs) in the hallway making out. (laughs) But they are, they are cute. And then I, I mean, I know we we probably need to take a break or something because I really do want to get into the Kelly Dillon because that was Mm. major, but I have a really strange question for you about it. Okay. Well, hold your horses. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You asked me that question after the break. Okay. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com. Promo code 90210books.com, promo code 90210. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. 
Juvederm Volux XC injectable gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops. Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Amy, what was, what's your burning question? Okay. I am totally befuddled Hmm. because I believe that Dylan obviously has feelings for, for you, Kelly. Uh, I knew it when you came over the way he talks, the way he was flirting with you at the peach pit. I'm also convinced he loves Brenda. So I'm completely confused because it's like why did he call her at the end to tell her he loves her I know it's so confusing (sighs) it was like and I don't mean to be like a weirdo but it like really I was like what's going on well I mean just from the beginning I, I I was like why why is she going to Dylan's house to bring him some wrenches that's okay. the worst excuse I've ever heard. First of all. Wow. But she wanted to go. And I get it. I get it. If I were Kelly, I too would want to have time, not at school, not on the phone, to be face to face with this guy and figure out what in the world. But they did none of that. They didn't figure anything out. Nope. They and just had a, like, a, a, I know. A little flirtation. A little flirtation. Um, he was serious working, flirtation. Yeah. He was working on his motorcycle. I've never seen somebody get that greasy when they're fixing a motorcycle, but okay. 
I literally worship you because you notice the same <laughs> things I noticed. I wrote, it looks like his shirt was splatter painted. <laughs> Wait, Dylan I, has oil splotches on his face. I can't, okay. I said, boy, did Dylan get dirty fixing his bike? <laughs> so <laughs> we're on the same level, I feel like. But yeah, Watch why does he same. why does he call her at the end and say I love you? Obviously he's confused and conflicted as well. Yeah, like Yeah, like if we put our own put everything aside, put aside that you portrayed Kelly, put aside that I actually prefer Kelly and Dylan to Brenda and Dylan. What's really happening with this character? Like I don't know. A, you know that part where he was on the phone with Brenda and he says, I love you to Brenda in the phone, but he's staring right at Kelly. Uh, also, oh, that is like, it, that's like that emotional warfare right there. That is disruptive. That scene stressed me out so bad because this was not, we did not have mute necessarily. So he was covering the mouth part of the, I know. Field, and I'm like, She's going to hear she her. She might hear her. I thought the same thing. All of that. I was like, when he went to the door, I, I was like, okay, so he's going to say, I got to go. Let me call you right back before he opened the door. Nope. No, he opens the door like this, like she can't hear through his hand. What? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Oh, well, he did look good in that tank top. I will say that. Oh, I, I, I so agree. <laughs> <laughs> they are both so hot, like because Brandon Jason is wearing what I would deem the ugliest blue shirt Oof. ever, but yet it looked amazing. Yeah, it looks good on him. I don't know how he pulled that off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that is a Steve Sanders shirt, and yet you look awesome. Yeah, I just I I'm at this point in the third season, I just do not understand or get the way Dylan is handling this whole situation with Brenda and Kelly. Like yeah. it's making me mad. Uh, and it's bringing up a lot of stuff for me, like from back really? in the day. Yeah. Tell me more. I, I, I want to hear everything. Well, it's kind of hard to articulate, but being a young actress on a set with a bunch of other young people, everybody's beautiful. You know, people are getting together and falling in love with one another and breaking up. Like it's, it was a very tight knit circle. And mm -hmm. I don't know, just anytime there would, they, they would triangulate these storylines mm -hmm. with Kelly mm -hmm. and Dylan and mm -hmm. Brenda, then Kelly and Brendan, Brandon and Dylan. Like it, it was always, I always just felt so somehow like hurt from it. Like mm -hmm. it actually mm -hmm. hurt me as a person to be that girl, Kelly, who is in Dylan's apartment and then leaves and he says, I love you to someone else. You know, I, yeah, it's painful. It's, it does. It brings up some weird stuff for me. I, I don't know if you've ever had therapy, but I've had therapy. <laughs> Obviously everyone listening is like, no sh girl. <laughs> um, and triangles are really actually unhealthy. Oof. I just was telling my husband this the other day. It's called triangulation. Like mm -hmm. when you do, when you create a triangle and you are the middle, like you're one of the middle people getting information mm -hmm. to someone else. So it's mm -hmm. like a, it's like that. And it, it just is never, 
it's never healthy because there's yeah. always going to be one person that is serving both people. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it gets nasty. And supposedly I'm not a therapist. So I'm just like, I'm just repeating what I've been told and I'm sure getting it wrong is that people are attracted to triangles. There's something in the like human condition that maybe certain people find appealing or, you know, whatever the word is att attractive about it. And they're so unhealthy. And I'm sure like on some level, even as an actor, that was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was always uncomfortable for me because it's no secret. I had a very strong feelings for Luke on, you mm -hmm. know, and, and even just acting those scenes was really damaging for me uh, mm -hmm. on a deep psychological level. And it's, and the damage has, has come with me, you know, into my adult years. And it's made relationships yeah. really challenging because I am not a person that trusts people. And I, and I always wonder, is it because of that, those formative messages that I was living out as Kelly? Wow. Wow. And I have to believe, and you tell me, because the show was so big and the fans were so, and still are so passionate that it had to be excruciating to experience fans disliking Kelly so much. Yeah. I never really, I never really felt that, um, that often because there was no social media. There was no way for me to really hear the, those no. negative remarks. And so I didn't really play in that world, but it, just internally, it was, it was wreckage, you know? Yeah. Cause you didn't like what she was doing. Yeah. And I didn't like the way, just that one moment when he was on the phone and he said, I love you to Brenda. And he looked at Kelly. I was like, Oh, that's, that's it. That's, that's like, why I don't, I don't have, I can't trust. Yeah. And even yeah, though I it mean, wasn't real, it, it, it wasn't real, but it felt real. My feelings for Luke were very similar to Kelly's feelings for Dylan. Wow. God. Wow. Yeah. It's just so much to take in because y'all were so young <clears throat> too. So, and so intertwined as characters and human beings so that there, there must be a moment where you're like, is this life or is this the show? Where is the line? Yeah. It got, it got blurred to the point where there really was no line anymore. And <clears throat> it's taken me years of therapy to try to like, wow, like I want to cry, Jenny. figure like, my shit really, out. <laughs> yeah. It's really like, I'm getting like, it's making tears come in my eyes because then I think about it and I know this isn't your all's favorite topic, but I, I can't ignore that there was conflict with certain actors on the set and that could have played into this too. It's really, it's yeah. really painful. Yeah. It was uh, uncomfortable uh, a lot of the time. Yeah. And I'm sure you take that with you even today because Look, uh, look, the elephant in the room is that you and Tori are very, very close, but you're not as close with Shannon. Like I have to, it's true. Mm -hmm. And how do we not know that some of this had to do with that? Cause you're all awesome people. Like Jenny, you're awesome. Like for people listening <laughs> with you guys, like, and I'm not saying it to be like, kiss your butt, but to say it, to be real. Like I was having a conversation the other day with somebody, Oh my God, I'm going to cry. And I was talking about you and I'm like, yeah, no, Jenny's like my real friend. Like it really 
it's really, so it makes me sad that this still lingers for you. God, I don't know why I'm such a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much, Sugarman. I feel bad for you. (laughs) You'll feel bad for me. I'm working it out. It's been a rough ride. But because I have people that I work with, but then I'm like, no, Jenny and Tori, I'm like friends with them. Like, yeah, we can hang. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I said it to somebody last night. I'm like, no, if they were at dinner with us, like I was with some girlfriends. I'm like, no, if they were here, because I asked them my job. And I'm like, no, if they were here, like you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm at dinner with these two actors. You'd be like, oh, I'm I'm just with my girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, we would have so much fun. We have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's hard that it's like, this many years later and you watch that scene and it really takes you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Enough of that. I hope they just get together no, already. No, it's so interesting. Like I think for people listening and they, they'll tell us, I think that's interesting. Cause look, you have a wonderful life. You're so successful, but there is a part of you that's like a little heartbroken by. Yeah. I, mean, that. I think we might've talked about this a little bit before, but it was that that point of impact for me that, that did that sort of damage that I grew up with and, and those beliefs that I grew up believing, you know, that weren't actually accurate. And, um, I feel like everybody has that moment of in their, in either in their childhood or their teen years or their young adult years where something really has an impact on you. Something bad happens, a trauma of some kind or an experience of some kind. And it's, it's, it goes so much deeper than anybody really thinks about it as, Mm -hmm. and it's all in here. It's all inside me. No one else is experiencing this or this pain or this confusion. And, you know, the other people in the triangle aren't experiencing it. And it's a, it's a really right. Or they're, they're able to separate themselves Mm -hmm. or something, but I, you know, look, I'm not an actor, but from what I know in the conversations is that you all have to really draw on something. You really have to go to this place. So obviously you internalized this. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, it made me a better dramatic actress. (laughs) Like I had a lot more to pull from at that point. Do you hold yourself to a standard? Do you think as Jenny, because of those things that these things that they made an impact that you always pride yourself on being honest and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, righteous, like, because you don't like that. Um, I think for many years I was just floundering, trying to figure it out. And I was making tons of mistakes too. Um, because I felt like that was okay. That it was, you know, it was okay to make those mistakes because I was seeing it all around me. Um, but it wasn't until, probably in my late thirties, early forties that I started to get more, um, at peace with everything and appreciate it rather than let it sort of take me on a wild ride full of fear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, it's like, you had to forgive yourself for playing Kelly, but it's like, we all love Kelly too, but I get it. Like that, that was rough. She sort of snuck over there. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you know, she snuck over there. She is essentially betraying her. But be- it does make me uncomfortable every scene with Brenda when she says, "You're my best friend," because I'm like, I know. "No, she isn't." Like, no, she. And it's okay. And Kelly wants to be her best friend, but it, it, the damage has already been done. Like, the door has already been opened, and 
you can't really lock it now. I, I have to say, and we'll get to the, the lighter stuff because there's so much more, but it's like, maybe this is why this show impacts me, people listening, why we, I mean, I remembered that episode like it was yesterday that really? I saw it. Oh, I don't know why with this episode, everything. I was saying the lines. I'm like, oh my God, how do I know this so well? And I haven't seen it in a while. So it wasn't like I just saw it a couple of weeks ago. Maybe that's why it meant so much to us and impacted you because like, Maybe it was the age we were at. I don't know, but it's like, yeah, this isn't, I mean, I watched The Walking Dead and I'm not wondering if I'm going to get attacked by zombies. And then I watched this and I'm crying on a podcast with you. Like, <laughs> what, what the F? Like, <sighs> Never know. You never know. Maybe you're having a hormonal moment. <laughs> I don't know. But I think, I mean, I watch like murder shows and I'm like, I'm good. And then I'm like this and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe Maybe it was our age. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love it age. that you remember it like that because I don't. Oh my God. It was so weird. This one in particular, um, even with the key and uh -huh. Steve going into that, I, I knew the whole, I was like, oh my God, I literally know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. So it's weird. at the end of the thing, at the end of the, I'm blanking right now. I swear to God, I watched it from beginning to end. Did Steve get the key or was there a key? What happened? So he gives the money so that he doesn't get in trouble. To and the I janitor. Think we're left, yep. Okay. And we're left knowing that like, if Steve's got more money, mm. the janitor's going to give him more access because he alludes to the fact like, <laughs> you're not the first rich kid to pay me off to hook him up. Yeah. Okay. So he's basically going to bribe him for the rest of his time in high school. There's definitely going to be some sort of an <laughs> Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm. So they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com. Promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, 
Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. this weird scene when Andrea asks the boys have you ever (laughs) have you have you guys ever undressed me in your minds oh my god it was so uncomfortable cringy 42 42 levels 42 levels because it was like first of all 2022 we're not that that was a little what I I got I actually got irate inside about this whole thing about because I've heard that line from Ian a million times the hey you want a shake to go with those fries or something like that he's talking about your ass shaking obviously so it's so objectifying and that was such a major like and uh, I energy. was gonna be I was gonna be more horrified this is so bad but I'm gonna say it if they didn't tell her they did because I thought that is gonna hurt her feelings so bad if they don't flirt back with her 
because do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like, I was like, oh God, I, this is awful because I don't, I don't want them to say yes. And I don't want them to say no. Mm-hmm. And I want this to not be happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait. and I mean, Andrea, they dress her like Ugh. she is, I don't know. What. A school like, marm. Like a, that's what I wanted to say. I don't know. What, I didn't know what a school marm is, but that is the look. Jenny, that. <laughs> I almost said school marm. And then I'm like, don't say school marm. What a, we don't nobody know knows what a, what a marm is. What's a marm? It must Why be like. is a 17-year-old wearing blazers to school with vests? And it's like, what is happening? Yeah, that was tricky. That, those were. <laughs> mm-hmm. wrote, Andrea and the blazer and vest. Who wears that? You know what I did love though? When, when she, she is having her nightmare on, on Nana's couch, uh, (laughs) (laughs) she, she wakes up from the nightmare and falls right on the ground. That made me laugh out loud when she, (laughs) she fell (laughs) off the couch. (laughs) This episode was so epic because it was like, it was so classic 90210. It's like, we've got the drama. We've got the weird ass, like dream. We've got like just all of it. It was like, God, this show gave you everything because it gave you drama and like full comedy. <laughs> did, did you see the scene where um, Brandon and I think oh, Brandon was at his locker and he was either talking to Nikki or to Steve and there were background actors behind mm-hmm. him uh, at their lockers, but they were fully making out Stealing the whole scene. Like all I could watch was these two guys in the, and the weirdest part about it for me was like, I was like, wow, our show was so amazingly ahead of the times to have two guys kissing each other, but it wasn't two guys. (laughs) It was a girl and a guy. But I, for a while I thought that's awesome. I did think the background actors were extremely like noticeable in this episode. And I thought it was because, so on a different podcast, I will admit I'm learning about background acting. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, oh, you're just noticing this because you're like so into background acting now. And then I was just like, I don't know what's happening. But yes, I noticed the background actors prominently in this episode. You know what yeah. we haven't even talked about? What? Which I can't even believe I haven't talked about it. First of all, no parents, no parents are going to say to their twin children, <laughs> only one of you. Hmm, which one, one do I like better? One of you gets to go away to college. No, that, that, the other one doesn't. And we'll let you know on Friday who it's going to be. Like, I was literally like, this happens never. What parents would do is say, we have this much money. You're each getting half. And then you'll have to work and pay for the other years or get. Nobody. Like, no, I just, I wrote in my notes. Uh, how can Jim and Cindy pick just one kid? <laughs> I was literally like, and then the fight in the kitchen. Jim, Cindy, and Brenda and Brandon, and they're just going at it. Like, no two parents are going to be like, okay, now, kid. Like, <laughs> what? Like, you'd say none of you are going to college. Both of you are going to college. Like, no parents are like, we're going to pick one of you and we'll let you know on Friday. Well, what? Did you, did you see the scene where they're both talking to Mrs. Teasley and they did that like bad swipe editing? Stanford, Stanford, Boston, Boston. It was, <laughs> it was so weird. Because I love a good twin moment. I love it when the twins are together and like when they're 
when I think in this episode or the last one, they were riding around in the convertible and he was giving advice to her and they were talking. I love those scenes. I do too. But I was like, what is happening? And then I did think it was kind of interesting though, how Jim admitted like, it's the recession and we've had some investments go wrong. Like, yeah, we definitely were not to interpret like they're rich. Well, why did, why did he go and splurge for the beach club uh, membership then old Jimbo to spend all the college kids money, all the kids college money. He's got to take out the second mortgage. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this is, that was amazing. And then I, you know, look, the college stuff. He is, is, Brandon is, was a baby. Once again, Brandon was being a big fat baby. Yeah, he was so like, Brenda gets everything. Even though like Brenda does get everything. So like, Brenda. <laughs> and then so he's like, real. fine, mom, I'll just, I'll go to UCLA and I'll get a job and earn my own way. So dramatic. I never really thought he was so dramatic. And the Walshes are not those kind of parents. That's the other thing. It was like, come on, maybe some, I, I don't know any parents that would say pick between two kids. But especially not the Walsh's. Come on. <laughs> no, it's impossible. It would be impossible. If you have twins, just get ready because they're both going to want to go to college. <laughs> so start, start it, saving now. Exactly. Or pay for, I don't know. That just was like, I mean, we had a brief Sue Scanlon moment. So brief. Very. I think they're just trying to keep her alive. Like was it, it was, she just literally walked by and said, hi, David. And that was hi, it. David. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think Steve was like, oh, who's this hottie or something like that. And then David's like, that's Sue Scanlon, like stepping gross or whatever. (laughs) We did have some amazing fashion. I am so obsessed with the there's a scene with Kelly and Donna and Donna's wearing the black, white checkered. But Kelly is wearing the pants with the suspenders. And I was like, oh, five stars. I loved that. You like a good suspender moment? loved and it was just so fashion forward and just freaking cool I, I did have I did not appreciate um Ian I mean Steve's shirts oh, this episode oh they were all buttoned right on up bad pants too he just had he is like the victim of some real bad fashion choices yeah the, I think they're spending a lot more time uh, on the female costumes than the Damn. men <laughs> thank <laughs> god <laughs> Definitely. But I do always love the accurate references to Los Angeles. Like when Brenda's like, hey, do you want to go to a movie? Oh, no. Kelly says, do you want to go to a movie in Westwood? And then Brenda's like, I can't. I got to go to Dylan's. But it's like, that's where we go to movies. Like that was totally from Beverly Hills. That's absolutely where you would go. Mm-hmm. Totally I guess legit. So. I, I've never gone shopping in Beverly Hills, but. <laughs> You've never gone to the movies in Westwood? Oh, I, I've been there for premiere once. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like Westwood's like, I, I definitely would be like, oh, I'll go to the movies in Westwood. <laughs> what about, City too. do you go shopping on? <laughs> so you... I've, been, I've, been, <laughs> I haven't been to a movie in three years. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are movies? Well, would you go shopping on Rodeo Drive though in Beverly Hills? Never. Never, never right? Never, never, But never, I love never, it that now. people come here and do that. Like, that's awesome. They totally do. Once in a blue moon, because there's like, a Ralph Lauren store and it's the only one and I love their bedding. So I do have to go in there for that, but no, no, I would never go. I, I only go to Beverly Hills to see my dentist, Dr. Larry. Uh, oh. yeah, I'll go anywhere for Dr. Larry. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been in Beverly Hills in two years either because I like I'm on, I live on the West side. So it's like, that's, I'm not going over. I'm not going East of the four Oh five. Can what? you imagine driving this- to my house? 
I couldn't do it. I'd have to pack a suitcase. Like, that's so far from me. <laughs> <laughs> you you need like three tanks of gas probably and you'd oh my be, god yeah. Brent, brentwood to pasadena is no joke mm -mm. no joke mm -mm. um wait okay helps. what about this part this got me when what's the guy is his name bj no what he yeah, bj harrison yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah he's like the older guy he yep. says to steve oh, i wanted i wanted him to stop saying this every <laughs> office every filing cabinet Every grade bank, every office, every filing cabinet, every grade bank. Again, what the f is a grade bank? <laughs> we don't even know. I also love that you just said, I really wanted him to stop saying <laughs> It was bugging me. Him. I don't get that guy. And then like, he called, the, another favorite thing of mine was, he calls Steve a lame brain. Okay, lame brain. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so good okay here's my question and again i'm like not I, I don't even make television like i literally so i have no business saying this the scene with the motorcycle and i noticed this about dylan's house a couple times now <laughs> it doesn't look like you're outside we're not all. we're not outside <laughs> well, they just brought in I'm a few like, trees and uh I'm called like, it a day literally fixing his motorcycle in his living room because this <laughs> is so not outside it's like so yeah it, it, I, i'm sure that was a like a lighting thing they couldn't <gasps> or i don't know something but did you notice okay this stood out to me so much in the scene where kelly and dylan are at the motorcycle did you notice what you did with your hand oh <laughs> uh i touched something Sexy touched the T motorcycle. Sexy touched the Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I petted it. Was that instinctual? Like, did Jenny just do that? Did, was she directed to do that? <laughs> like, because it was like you couldn't be overtly flirty or sexy. So everything was subtle. And it was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I literally wrote, hand, 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 hand. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you had some good lines too, because uh in the first of all the art class was so no high school art class is drawing nude women but <laughs> that's when, true kelly says if she starts passing out crystals i'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. but me i'd be like give me a crystal i, I love those <laughs> i know i do whatever it takes to like keep keep me sane i will do but that was classic. Uh, along the lines of like favorite, fav our favorite lines from the episode, uh, Andrea had one that just made me say, wow. <laughs> when she's on the high wire again for like, the, I think it might be the third time in the show. Uh, yeah. She says, when she kicks Gil off the thing, she just says, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Was this during the Terminator? Like, <laughs> it must have been. Oh my god! Where, where is she gonna get that? Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> right, they took that right from the Terminator. I'll be back. Oh my god! I love this whole episode. So many fun things to talk about. I loved when Nikki and Brandon are kissing, and Dylan just walks by and says, "Glad to see you've gotten over this age thing." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because the, the characters are all like uh, the people are all like forming these relationships it. and you see it come across on screen and it's really fun to watch oh god every single thing was so good oh i mean first of all i'm sorry tori's not here tori will be back she'll tell yes. everybody what she's been 
what, why she's not here. We miss her. But God, I love us. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. We laugh a lot, Aim. How did I cry and laugh hysterically? In the I, same I cried. I laughed. <laughs> I have to go take an Advil. Like, oh, God. <laughs> no, you're awesome. you're awesome. You're this- awesome. You are. You're you are like, we, I love you so much. Oh, I know. It was a love like, fest. I love you. <laughs> because it's real. Like everyone's like, it's not like we're just bebopping, watching a show. And it's like, we are really like watching this and we care about it. And it's the best like, part is real. like, we can care so deeply about it one second and then be laughing hysterically <laughs> at it the second <laughs> time. Like we're so all over the place. Oh, and it's just, you were there. And I was like, this was important to me too. You know, like it was like, <laughs> it means something watching it back. I don't know. It's like looking at my high school yearbook or something, you mm-hmm. know, like going, oh, reminiscing about like a college boyfriend or I don't know. Like, I don't know. I am loving the show though. Uh, in the third season, I'm oh. totally hooked. Yeah. I, I got to talk to you guys at the right time. I got lucky. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I think next? that's what? it. We've, we've really covered the shit out of this episode. I, we can't do it anymore. People are like, stop talking about it. Um, okay. So I love that somebody might just be like, I've got nothing of, of that from this yeah, episode. Probably not. I'm sure you better check comedy. those comments, Amy, because they're going to get ugly. Oh, I read them all. I love them. I love them. <laughs> I also, I laughed so hard because I really tried hard on my hair for Ian and somebody <laughs> wrote the funniest thing they're like your hair looks your Amy your hair looks exactly the same <laughs> I read every single one no I, I, I noticed a beautiful blowout that day mm-hmm. <laughs> not today uh, <laughs> Maybe, no, not today <laughs> oh my god I love you so much uh, what are we watching next next <laughs> week is season three episode 10 home oh. and away Mm. I can't wait. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but it's going to be good. Thank you so much for everybody for listening. I just want to give a gratitude moment for all of our listeners and all the fans that made the show successful and are helping us to make this podcast successful. And it's, it's just so heartwarming to be able to sit down and talk about something uh, that, ha- that form, you know, formed me and made it, you know, and, mm. and it was so important in both Tori and my life. And we're so appreciative of everybody's time. And, and we hope we're, we're entertaining you. Maybe we're not giving oh. the best, you know, episode <laughs> breakdown, but we are sure doing our, our best. We're doing all we can. Oh. Love you. <laughs> all right, everybody have a good one. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. 
join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.